fear is false evidence appearing real. Human beings have this phenomenal imagination and we can use it for good or we can use it for bad. Human beings do what they value and they value what they do. If you're like most people, you have all kinds of great ideas, you wish well, you want it all to happen, you procrastinate a little bit, and you may not be implementing. Well, have I got a guest for you here today on Bring On Success. My good friend, Howard Partridge, the author of Failure to Implement is joining me here on the Bring On Success radio program today. He's going to help all of us learn why we may fail to implement and maybe some ways that we can implement and what it means if we don't implement and what it can mean if we do. Howard, welcome. How are you? Thank you, Jim. I am phenomenal, of course. Of course you are. Howard, you and I have known each other for a very, very long time. We've worked together. We've done a lot together, and I really appreciate your time today. You have written many books I think I'm at 12. 12 books. I have a hard time keeping up as well. <laughs> oh, that's right. I write every day, just about. So. Yeah, you do. And, and you know, that's a lot of books. You love to educate. You love to help. I know you are here to serve others. And we all appreciate that. Tell us about the book, Failure to Implement, why you wrote it, and also how you can help us. You bet. So, well, thank you for what you're doing. And I, I just want to say to uh, everyone out there that, you know, I'm just giving what I have received. As you know, I was mentored by Mr. Zig Ziglar and I helped Tom Ziglar run that company. And Mr. Ziglar said that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what it is that they want. So it's my purpose. It's my joy. It's, it's what I do. And you're right. I love to learn and I love to share. This all started when I started thinking about the idea that people have, like you said in the opening, a lot of ideas. Many people never really bring those goals to and that vision to a reality. And I was speaking here in Houston one time and a friend of mine was sitting on the front row and I was talking about that, that a lot of people have ideas, but they never really do anything with those ideas. And he muttered something like FTI under his breath. And I was like, what, what was that? His, his name is Kirby Lammers. You may know Kirby, but uh, he said FTI, failure to implement. And so for the longest time, I've you know shared that, that the number one reason that people don't reach their biggest dreams and goals, the number one reason that small businesses don't grow or do as well as they could is not because they don't know what to do. It's just that, that they don't do it. And uh, so I finally wrote a whole book about it, and it's called uh, FTI, Failure to Implement the 10 Principles of Phenomenal Performance. There are many, many books written by really phenomenal people about how to stop procrastinating, how to reach goals, how to have better habits, how to be more productive. Very few dig down to find out why that is. And so my, my quest was to find out why we don't implement and everybody can relate to it to some degree or another. 
I mean, this is not reserved just for people who, you know, don't do anything. I mean, we all do something, but at every level of building your business, at every level of personal success, we all fail to implement at some level, whether it's moving to the next level, whether it's pushing through a problem, whether it's, you know, reaching for those really big goals or whatever the case might be. And so I started thinking about and and looking into, you know, really why is that? Isn't failure to implement synonymous with procrastination to an extent? What's the difference if someone's procrastinating? Because they have an idea, right? They're like, yeah, I'm going to write that book or I'm going to you know, work hard to lose weight or get in shape, but they're not implementing. They're just talking well, about it. So FTI could come in a lot of different forms. In other words, I might be busy. I might be doing a lot. I might not be procrastinating, but I'm just not working on the right thing. And I'm not using the right strategies. I learned along the way, I think from Peter Drucker's work, I've had a hard time finding this. I just always remembered it. I, I think I was was reading something of his. And he said, every organization, which includes businesses, any kind of organization, has to have three things right. They have to get uh, – it's assumptions, strategies, and discipline. In other words, my assumptions have to be right. This product is going to fly. My strategies have to be right because I can have the right assumption. This is a great product or service, but I don't sell it right, as an example. And discipline, assumptions, strategies, and discipline. So my assumptions could be right on. I could have the best game plan ever, but if I don't get out there and execute, if I don't get out there and implement correctly, I'm not going to get the results that I want to get. So I learned from Mr. Zig Ziglar that the secret ingredient of success is desire. And desire comes from a vision. The reason people don't have a high level of desire is because they don't have a compelling vision. And the reason they don't have a compelling vision has to do with belief at some level. And most of what human beings do is subconscious behavior. And most of our belief systems are hidden. And it's not until we become uh, more aware and exercise a a large amount of awareness to to figure out what we really value. Human beings do what they value and they value what they do. So we have to do a lot of self-coaching and, you know, and getting around other people that can help uh, support us, encourage us and help us to be accountable to those biggest dreams and goals because everyone is uh, subject to FTI at some level or another. And so if you think about belief, you might use another word that's, that's usually used in a religious uh, context, which would be called faith, right? And now faith doesn't have to be religious. When I get in my car and I go to drive somewhere to meet you for lunch at your club, you know, I have faith that my car is going to start. I have faith that, that um, you know, I'm not going to get in an accident. I have, a, I have faith that I'm going to get there. Now, I've done some things to prepare and all that. But, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen in life. So we operate on faith more than we probably realize. The different, the opposite of faith, uh, you could say, is fear. And fear and doubt kill more dreams, kill more goals than anything else. So we have to check our belief system. Do I believe, truly believe, that I can reach that big dream, that big goal, whatever it is that I'm trying to do? Can I be honest with myself and say, 
if I don't believe it, if I really have doubts that I could just confess that and start working through that and then build up my belief system. Does that make sense? No, absolutely it does. Now, you've got an acronym for FEAR. Yeah. What is that? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. See, human beings have this phenomenal imagination, and we can use it for good or we can use it for bad. We can use it for faith or we can allow fear to come in. You know, a lot of guys who are maybe business owners and they're kind of macho, they're like, oh, uh, I don't have any fear. Well, let me tell you something. Ego is comes from a place of fear. And most people, most human beings, Mr. Ziegler says, suffer from a poor self-image. Ego is a product of a poor self-image is a product of fear. And I developed 10 principles of what I call phenomenal performance, because if we're going to implement we ha- and we're going to win, we have to perform at a high level. So the first principle has to do with a positive self-image. But before I get into the principles, I want to talk about faith, talk about belief and talk about principles a little bit first. Absolutely. People only make extraordinary change in their life through either desperation or inspiration. The problem with desperation is it's fear-based, it's reaction-based. We don't make good decisions. And even when we get out of a desperate situation, we get back in the comfort zone. We're likely to slide back into that desperation mode again. So the idea is to get inspired. And the way that you get inspired is when you develop that vision, you see that vision, human beings do what human beings see. And so we need to first believe that we have potential. Mr. Ziegler said that uh, human beings are born to win. You're designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and now with the seeds of greatness. After all, God don't make no junk. My company name is Phenomenal Products because when I first started all this, I wrote manuals for business owners. I had CDs and DVDs, and this was way back in 1987. My mentor came and spoke at my, one of my conferences, and he said, you know, Howard's products are phenomenal, but I'm here to tell you that you, the human being, is the phenomenal product. You're created to be phenomenal, to do phenomenal things, and have a phenomenal life. So we start with that belief system that we have potential And whatever we believe creates our philosophy of life, which then create the principles that we live by. See, I could say, you know, I have a, you know, one of my principles is to be debt free. But if you see me out here buying cars on credit all the time and, and, you know, racking up credit card debt, I don't I don't really believe that. That's not really a true principle. We do what we value. We value what we do. So we need to check our values and live by principle. And I created 10 principles. And through these uh, principles in this framework, people all around the world have reached bigger goals and built amazing businesses and all that. I'm really blessed that we've got people in 100 different industries and 20 different countries implementing you know, our, our processes and everything. But the first principle is the potential principle. And the potential principle says that how you see yourself, how you see your potential impacts phenomenal performance. Because Mr. Ziegler said you have to be before you can do and you have to do before you can have. You cannot consistently do inconsistent with how you see yourself. So there's a question behind each one of these principles. And that question is, who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't think that we deserve, if we don't think that we can, if we don't think that we're, that we have the potential. If we're worthy, right? 
Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of uh, self-worth. There's also uh, some fear of judgment. You know, what are people going to think if I really stretch out, reach out? And, you know, I'm just develop a self-image of ourselves that I'm not that guy. Exactly. That's one reason why, Howard, that so many people can't gain wealth, financial wealth, because they say, that's not where I come from. I don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. So understanding your potential impacts phenomenal performance. The second one is, because I know we don't have a lot of time, I won't go through all 10, but I'll give you a a few of them. The second one is what I call the picture principle, a compelling picture of the future imagines phenomenal performance. See, you have to see that goal in your mind before you're going to reach that goal. You have to see yourself reaching that goal before you arrive at the destination. So the question is, what do you see in your mind? Because human beings do what human beings see. If I see myself winning, I'm going to be a winner. If I see myself losing, I'm going to lose. It's like a golf shot. You know, you're about to hit that golf shot over the water and you start thinking about that ball going in the water and and, and you start saying to yourself, ooh, thing's going to go into the water. Sure enough, where does it go? goes in the water. Having that compelling picture and really you can even – trick your mind by having a compelling vision and picture in front of you and and dwelling on that you're going to retrain your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind doesn't care whether it's right or wrong good or bad it just it's like a computer it just takes whatever you give it you know exactly so yeah so having a compelling vision and picture that you replay in your mind about uh who you want to be where you want to go is very very important Yes, and maybe what you'd like to attain, people put together vision yeah. boards, right? The vision board. Yeah. We're talking about that as well. Absolutely. In fact, in my, in my planner, the first few pages is packed with pictures that demonstrate my uh, the life that I want to live. Now, as a believer and a person of faith, there's a, a third principle that comes into the picture, and that is the purpose principle. And the purpose principle says knowing your purpose inspires phenomenal performance. You see, when I understand why I'm here, what my purpose is, I get inspired because, and that really even elevates your self-image that God created me for a reason and I've got important work to do. Everybody does. That's my belief anyway. And so why do you do what you do is the question behind that statement. You know, that's the question behind that principle. Why do you do what you do? And You know, I don't have to do what I do. I'm financially independent. I don't have to do business coaching. I do it because that's my calling. And almost every day, people tell me that the work that we do has literally changed their life. It's such a a humbling thing to hear that. And I'm just grateful to be a part. But we have to uh, live on purpose. The problem in our world today is we have so many people who are just existing they think that they're existing to you know maybe win the lottery one of these days or to be a celebrity or an athlete or you know to maybe finally one of these days be able to retire you know but when you live on purpose and there's meaning in your life and there's meaning in your work you live an inspired life you know howard that's so true i think for you and i when we hear people talking about retirement we we kind of shake our head and say, what do you mean? Re, re, yeah. You mean going 
going from zero to 100, you're 22 years old or younger, you start your career, and then at 65 or 70, you just stop it overnight. To you and I, that is strange. It's it it's odd because I know both you and I will continue, even in our older years, to contribute to work at least partial days, as you know, as long as we're able to. I remember when you introduced me to Zig Ziglar. This was a while back, because Zig's not been with us for some time now. And Zig was still working, and I remember that his daughter had to assist him on stage. But here he was after his incident where he had fallen, and he was still working and helping others. That's what I'm talking about. He could have retired long before that, but he was serving and doing what he really had a purpose to do. Yeah. The first time I interviewed him, he was at the top of his game. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, because at that time I was relatively unknown, but I, I I knew that he had a lake house. I didn't know him. This was the first time I'd met him at that time. And I knew that he had a lake house not too far away. And I said, you know, I know that you have this lake house and you enjoy being there with your wife and you know, here we are in the studio doing this this interview that he didn't have to do. And I said, aren't there more pleasurable things that you could be doing right now? I mean, why are you here doing this interview with me? And he said, well, he said, there may be more pleasurable things to do, but there are a few things that are as, as important. And so what I realized over time is that it's one thing to have a purpose but it's something else when the purpose has you. And when the purpose has you, you work tirelessly because uh, you're working uh, for, you're not working for money. You're not working to even just stay busy. You're, you're working because there's a reason, there's an impact, there's a, you're making a difference in the world. And what you do, you know, makes a difference. Yeah, it's very important. No, it is so important. Can we move on to the people principle? Absolutely. That's the next one. That's principle four. The people principle states that the people you have around you will influence phenomenal performance. I learned from my friend John Maxwell that leadership is influence. Probably, I mean, I'm sure our listeners have heard that before. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And everybody is a leader. Everybody influences someone. And we have to Make sure that we have the people around us, the coaches, the mentors, the cheerleaders, the community of people around us that will lift us up, build us up. And I'm not talking about, you know, just, you know, uh, one of the, the uh, a thought the, these days, a current, you know, theme is like, get all the negative people out of your life. And I'm not talking about living some kind of fantasy world. How about if you get strong enough that you're not influenced by negative people and maybe by negative people being around you, that you could have a positive influence on their life. You know, Howard, it's interesting you said that. It's kind of like building up your immune system. If your immune system is strong, then those germs, if you will, can't infiltrate. And that's pretty much what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. But it is is very important to have people around you. The the one thing that makes the biggest difference in anybody's life, the, the, the greatest life lesson that I've ever learned is this. Get around people who are already where you want to be or have been where you want to be, and they have a plan for you to follow. 
I mean, would you go climb a mountain that, you know, you've never been on before without a guide, someone who's climbed that mountain before, someone who can tell you, you know, uh, show you the route, you know, in my book, I talked about a, uh, the, the California gold rush. That was a, a family that loved Missouri. There was 87 of them and they bought a map from a guy that would take a couple of days off of their route by, you know, getting off of the main trail and, you know, taking a different route. So they took this route and, uh, ended up, uh, their, their wagons, you know, got uh, stuck and axles broken and just, it wasn't a good trail at all. And they got stuck in the, the mountains that they had to cross to get over into California. And most of them, I think all of them, but two of them died. And it was a terrible thing. Well, come to find out the guy selling the maps had never even taken that route. He'd never been there. If you want to be more financially successful, hang around people who are financially successful and have a financial plan for you to follow. If you want to be successful in marketing or leadership or sales or any kind of uh, area in your business or even help, get around people who have already been there, done that, and people who have a plan for you to follow. Because some people are just, I just do what I do, you know, and they don't know why they're successful. They haven't been able to dissect it and lay it out for other people and that's what i loved about you know zig is that he had figured out the process of being successful and reaching goals and was able to lay out a plan for us you know the moral of that story is don't take advice from people who don't know what they're talking about <laughs> right <laughs> take advice from people well, what who I would do well have you ever done it yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and of course you know, that's where credibility and experience come in, and that's what we often pay for when, you know, people are guiding us. Okay, yeah. uh, we're up to number five, the planning principle. That's right. Before we leave the people principle, I just want to let the audience know the best investment that you can make in your future is hiring a coach. The reason I'm sitting here talking to you today is because I have, I've had coaches and mentors in my life that have been there, done that. And I've invested heavily in the coaching process. And that's what we do is we coach people and we have multiple coaches on our team. Okay. Planning principle states that proper planning initiates phenomenal performance. In other words, if you're going to go somewhere and that's that you've never been before, and that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about building a business you never had before. We're talking about reaching a goal you've never hit before. Your biggest dreams and goals if you're going to go somewhere that you've never been, you need a roadmap. You need GPS. You need a plan. You can't even get started if you don't know where you are right now. That's assessment. That's awareness and where you want to go. So if you think about GPS, if you took me out here in the country outside of Houston, where you and I both are, and blindfolded me and left me on the side of the road, I couldn't get home even if, even though I know where my house is if I didn't know where I was. And that's one of the biggest problems with, with people is they don't have enough awareness. They don't, just don't understand where they really are. And so I really believe in assessments and really getting feedback on, okay, here's where I want to go. Here's where I'm at. And, you know, what's that gap? And I, told, yeah, and I totally agree with that, Howard. You have to understand where you are and really who you are. And I know this is a bit of an aside, but when people do a DISC assessment, 
they understand more of who they are, and sometimes they're surprised as to really the type of personality type they are. So when you can assess yourself in different ways, it's a great start. So you need to know where you are, and then you need to know where you're going. Absolutely. Yeah, we just did a uh, two-day DISC certification in Dallas. Uh, I'm a master trainer under Dr. Robert Rome, who is the number one uh, authority in this model of human behavior, in my opinion, in the world. And uh, we spent two days with him at Ziegler headquarters. And it's just so wonderful to see when people do that assessment and really understand their personality and how to connect with people around them. It's really a wonderful thing. But yeah, so whether it's uh, assessing your strengths, assessing your business systems, assessing your leadership, assessing your team or assessing, you know, uh, where I am and what my conditions are, you know, what are the, what are the, what are the conditions of the game today, you know, and then I got to have that goal to get to where I want to go, but we need a plan. We need a roadmap. Very few people have a written business plan. That's one of the things that we teach our clients how to do. It's so important to have a plan, written plan for sure. Yeah. You know, goals in life, you know, maybe budgets for financial things in your business and personal life. And most people, and Howard, you know this, most people don't control life. Life controls them and they get dragged through life. It's a shame because, you know, both Howard and I are in control. What I mean by that is we control our lives. We are in charge. Now, that doesn't mean things don't pop up. But we handle them better than most people do because most people are being dragged through life and then other things pop up and then they're really in trouble. It's really important to take control and to plan, just like Howard is saying. Howard, we have time for one more principle here. Okay, so I think uh, I will end with the priority principle. And the priority principle states that living by priority ignites phenomenal performance. So in other words, you got to be able to talk about assessment, talk about not living by circumstance, live by according to a vision instead of living by circumstance. People dwell on their circumstances too long, too much, too long. And all the time that you're dwelling on your circumstances is the time that you could be figuring out how to get out of those circumstances and reach your vision. Yeah, things happen. Bad things happen. Really bad things happen. And you got to be sincere and and face reality. But at the same time, if you allow circumstances to drag you down and steal your emotion, I uh, study from a book and teach from a book called Coaching for Performance. Sir John Whitmore uh, draws a lot from from, uh, the inner game. And the inner game has a potent, uh, performance equation. This is all about performance. It says that the performance equation uh, says performance equals potential minus interference. So we all have potential, but we have interference. And the interference that slows us down more than anything else is internal emotional interference. Now, again, for the big, you know, the big boys that say, you know, they got the big ego. Uh, it's not me. You know, the, the manly man It could be anger. You know, it could be frustration. It could be ego that's holding you back. The final one, uh, six, there's actually 10. So when you get in the book, you'll uh, learn the other ones is the priority principle. And what you want to do 
is you want to want to understand what's important now. What's the most important thing that you can be focused on right now? Gary Keller wrote a great book called The One Thing, and there's a focusing question in that book that says, what's the one thing, not the 12 things, not the three things, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it makes everything else either easier or unnecessary? And you can apply that to your personal life or your professional life and any part of your personal or professional life. We have to live by priority. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, listen up. I want you to go to your smartphone or your computer right now. Type in howardpartridge.com. It's howardpartridge.com. You can go to Google and type in Howard Partridge. You will find his website. You will see his picture with his microphone, and you'll notice it will basically ask if you are running a business or is it running you. I've been to Howard's events he has virtual events and he's got live events. And I suggest that you not just read his books, but you meet Howard and you come to some of his events and transform your business into a predictable, profitable turnkey operation. Howard's done it. He's helped hundreds of people do it uh, personally, maybe thousands outside of his events. But he has people that he helps every single day. And I know he wants to help you as well. I have a special treat for everyone, too. Howard has given me three signed copies of his book, FTI, Failure to Implement. I'm giving those out to you today. So the first three people who contact me on Facebook will get a copy of Failure to Implement, signed by the author himself, Howard Partridge. Howard, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jim, for getting the word out. Yep. No, I appreciate it. I value our friendship, my friend. Oh, me too. Very much so.